Hello everyone, today I'm making my podcast. I'm your host, Bobby King, and today I am joined by biology teacher uh, at Corner Canyon, Mr. George Peshman. Thank you for coming. You're very welcome. So, today we're going to be talking about the origin of life on Earth. And there are many theories surrounding that, such as uh, the assembly of organic molecules, or maybe even an extraterrestrial origin, such as a meteorite or comet. Indeed. What uh, do you think is the case? They're both compelling, um, and until we get more evidence, we can't, you know, say for certain. They have done experiments with uh, what is commonly referred to as primordial soup, which is uh, they tried to replicate conditions of early Earth and the elements that we know were there, and they basically made this mixture and zapped it with lightning. And they had these uh, kind of proto-amino acid organic molecules form because of the energy of the lightning created these chemical bonds. But none of those actually assembled into what we would consider a fully functional protein. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they've proven in theory that it could be possible, but it's still not like... uh, recognized as wildly probable. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's a heavy argument about to uh, what is consciousness and what would you define as being consciousness? Um, reacting to stimuli. So that could be as basic as a single-celled animal swimming away from a predator. Um, but I, I consider consciousness a much more broad <laughs> thing than most people. Um, But once you start parsing it down, you know, like obviously human beings are conscious, but is a dolphin, is a chimpanzee, is my bearded dragon, is Mr. T, the tortoise, you know, he's obviously gets hungry and he has wants and needs, but is that conscious? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a heavy argument to that. Some people think it's the, the ability to think freely, think abstractly. Some people uh, think it's just, like you said, a reaction to any yeah. sort of stimuli. I'm hungry, get me food, I'm a tortoise, versus let's have a philosophical debate in my classroom. Yeah, and one of the main things that I've heard from uh, leading scientists is that consciousness evolves once people, or not necessarily people, but organisms are able to make their own free decisions. Yeah. I mean, but even modern-day humans, so Homo sapiens, we existed for a million years on this planet based on fossil evidence before we developed culture. And, I mean, we had probably some sort of proto-language, but that's been lost to time. But, you know, these things that we ascribe importance to, like, you know, art and science and all this stuff... It's very recent in terms of human history, and it's only when we were able to like sit down and not be constantly worried about where our next meal was gonna come from or getting eaten by a short-faced bear, then we were able to accomplish all of this. So mm-hmm. did human consci- is human consciousness a result of that, or is it a result of just an innate thing? Was it inevitable? <laughs> I don't know. And do you think that there is life outside of Earth? I, I mean, there's two schools of thought on that. 
There's the Drake equation and the Fermi paradox, right? Yes. So Drake equation is like if life exists on this planet and there are billions and billions and billions of planets in our galaxy alone, and there are billions of galaxies, it would be very improbable <laughs> that there is not life somewhere else if life can just form in a, you know, in the way that we described earlier. But then the Fermi paradox is civilizations that are like so advanced that are probably out there that are older than us because there's a lot of galaxies out there that are older than our galaxy. Oh, yeah. But they haven't contacted us. So either they've existed and gone extinct or they haven't noticed us. But if they're that technologically advanced, they probably have. So maybe they just don't like us. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they're already here. Ooh. Yeah, and then there's the great filter argument where... Yeah. The we're, it would be the best thing if there's no other life because then the filter's not ahead of us. That's true. That's very true. The great filter being that we will inevitably die. Yes. <laughs> or get taken over. Well, technically we will because of the the uh, heat death eventually. Well, yeah. But that, that's... but in a reasonable time period, you know, Carl Sagan said if we do not destroy ourselves, then he thinks we'll eventually. Uh, journey to the stars and I believe that but I sure hope you so. know it seems every day we get closer and closer to destroying ourselves especially with this coronavirus <laughs> that's true although you know we didn't have anything to do with the coronavirus except for you know making poor environmental choices mm -hmm. the closer proximity we live to animals that have similar diseases to us that can jump and cross over from like a bat or a pangolin, which are the two leading theories, most likely a bat, you know, if we're, you know, you can't get sick from something if you're not really close to it. That's why we social distance. Yeah. And but if you're eating a bat or, you know, yeah. licking a pangolin or doing something, then yeah, whatever germs they had on them just got into you. Something certain uh, <laughs> fellow students would do. Maybe. But, but, I wouldn't uh, put it past them. I mean... Yeah, give a kid 20 bucks, they'll lick a bat, I bet. Yeah, but, you know, back to the whole thing with organic molecules evolving. Uh, do we know exactly when the first definitive cellular organism arose? We don't know for certain, um, because the first cellular organism is probably way too small. Um, and it probably didn't even start out as a cell. It was probably just a strand of something like DNA or RNA that could duplicate itself. Mm -hmm. That would be, by definition, like the moment life began. Um, there is some three billion, I want to say three billion year old fossils of stromolites, which are kind of like bacterial pancake mats mm -hmm. um, out in Australia. And that's, I think... And don't quote me on this. We'd have to look it up because new research is done all the time. But that, those are the oldest, some of the oldest living uh, examples of living things. And they're literally just like these bacterial towers. And you could see these like in Yellowstone and places like that to, still today where the conditions mimic that of early Earth. Mm -hmm. So high, highly sulfuric, highly acidic, high temperatures. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a... Uh, temporal place to be. Definitely not. But that's why they're called extremophiles. So file meaning love and extreme, you know, they're like the Mountain Dew of bacteria. Yeah. 
So extreme. Yes, and furthermore, with the argument about this primordial earth, mm -hmm. if that's correct, uh, humans could not have survived. It was not oxygen-rich. Oh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> thin atmosphere, probably. We'd die real quick. And there are also arguments about life originating from Venus or Mars. What do you think of those? I mean, they're compelling theories. I mean, that's why... Um... Perseverance just landed on Mars, is they're looking for uh, signs of ancient life in that crater that used to hold a lake about the size of Lake Tahoe. And if they can find it and date it to earlier than we know life existed on Earth, because Mars is a smaller planet, had a much faster planetary life cycle, so it cooled off 